why don't you go ahead and do it and just kick kick off the show oh gosh i'm so scared <laughs> Let's go! It's the Flashback 64 podcast! Woohoo! Wonderful. That was wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the Flashback 64 podcast, the podcast where we take a look chronologically at all of the games in the Nintendo 64 library. Uh, I'm Gooey Fame and joined by my co-host McKenna, McKenna Krebs. How's it going McKenna? Good. Uh, I feel like you're such the podcast expert here. You like, already yeah, know what you're doing. I'm a pro- <laughs> you're yeah, doing yeah. great. <laughs> this, this is my first pod. Well, I've been on a podcast as a guest, but this is my first my own yes joining us for this very first episode we're also joined by our good pal nico sylvian aka nico tendo 64 over on twitch what's up nico hello friends how's it going good good glad to have you and we're joined by my brother michael aka golly rogers over on twitch how's it going hey hi it's me i'm the guy (laughs) golly (laughs) wow (laughs) we're we've got yeah we got all everyone's got twitches here uh we got some professional gamers here so you know we're we're ready for a you know some high level uh gaming talk (laughs) oh yeah pro gamers I've got some experience. Some You've got some knowledge. Yes. Oh my god. We'll get to the video knowledge. gamer too. So what we're gonna do here is we the podcast, you know, we're going we're going through all the N sixty four library and we're gonna get, you know, we're gonna touch on the games and the time period. We're gonna get a little nostalgic. We're gonna be a little historical. <laughs> But we're also going to be a little bit autobiographical because we're going to, you know, we're going to get into our history with the games and whatever, whatever else we're talking about. And so for starters, I just wanted to ask um, maybe Nico, you could kick it off. Um, What is what what is your history just in general with the Nintendo 64? Well, um, growing up. The Nintendo 64 was actually the first video game console that we had in our house. Um, I had friends that had the SNES, and you know I would play, I would play like Link to the Past and stuff under my friend's bed. They had a little TV set up, and we'd lay down on our stomachs and play Link to the Past. Oh, um, awesome. But the Nintendo 64 was the first uh, video game system that I had in my own home, and I got to get my own games from Blockbuster, and um, it was. It was the best. I played too much Kirby Crystal Shards. That's probably the game I played the most as a kid. Um, (laughs) But Super Mario 64, I think, was one of the only games that we owned for, like, the first year of having the system. (laughs) That's fair. Well, that's the one to have, so. Yeah. I mean, it it wasn't a bad one, that's for sure. Okay, sweet. Well, um, how about you, Michael? Well, uh... I think you and I probably have uh, a lot of similar experiences, uh, minus a handful of years. Uh, I'm pretty sure the Nintendo 64 was, 
out when I was like two years old. <laughs> um, um, 1996, September 1996 yeah. in America. Yeah, so I would have just been just slightly under two. Uh, and, you know, you you had been alive by that point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can confirm that I was alive. <laughs> wow. History. So, so you know, I, I came into being uh, with a bunch of consoles already presented in the household. Uh, yes. And, so as far as I remember, um, you know, the NES, SNES, and Nintendo 64, they, they'd they been part of my life uh, since since those ages, mm-hmm. since, since I was born. Yes, yep, we had a, we probably had one already by the time you were born in the household. Um, McKenna, how about you? Were you, I don't think this was one you played at the time, right? not too much we we had a nintendo 64 i was about a year and a half old when it came out um so i just played whatever games my parents bought us or maybe whatever games my older brother wanted i i have more memories probably of uh struggling to play some of the games i i think i played uh uh, 10, 1080 snowboarding and uh, <laughs> I thought it was awesome but I was oh, yeah. terrible at it uh, I play I do do remember playing a lot of Mario Kart but not a ton of other games and really even as I got older still not a ton of games uh, I, I didn't play Ocarina of Time until I was 14 and yeah, other I I've only played a handful of Nintendo 64 games. Okay. So we have like we'll have um all different I guess sort of perspectives, right? Cuz I think a lot of these you'll be playing for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um and there's there's we'll be hitting plenty of deep cuts as well. So um it'll be interesting and and so yeah, it'll be kind of autobiographical too cuz while you know Maybe, Michael, you're saying, you know, you maybe didn't play Super Mario 64 in 1996. You know, there's a time in your life where that hit, you know, where you played that probably the most, you know. So it would be... Hmm? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely played it a lot when I was a a kid. I I have fond memories, but it it stuck through me through time. For sure. And then Nico, I mean, it sounds like we're going to kind of, you know, when, when we have you on... We're gonna hit probably a lot of the time periods, you know, that you were oh, like as they yeah. happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe it might not come as a big surprise that my favorite video game console is the Nintendo sixty four. <laughs> what? Um, I know, right? Big, big shocker there. <laughs> yeah, for me, it was. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember exactly when we got one. Um, but it wasn't the first console I had the NES was, um, but yeah, I basically went, I think we basically skipped super Nintendo, um, because you know, we're not getting every console. They're expensive. (laughs) And I think, you know, sorry, go ahead, Mike. I remember our neighbor had a Super Nintendo, and that yes. is how I experienced the yep. Super Nintendo. I remember going over there. Playing. So none of us had an SNES. We all just played it at our friends' houses. <laughs> yes. Yeah, pretty much. 
we're kind of on the cusp. I feel like everyone I know who's like a few years older than me are like they're more into the SNES. Where like everyone, sure, like my age and like a couple years down or more Nintendo sixty four, which makes sense. I, like for for me, it came out. I was six years old when it came out, which is like mm-hmm. you know prime. Like the N sixty four lasted from. You know, that five-year period was, like, my prime gaming years as a kid, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. The Nintendo 64 came out when I was just over a year old. So, you obviously, I wasn't playing it then. Um, but it was the first console that we had in the house when I think they probably got... My parents probably got it because um, my dad wanted it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember just, like, having it and not really understanding what it was until I was maybe, <laughs> maybe like five ish four or five and that's when i like actually could hold the controller in my hands because that <laughs> that's a that, big that part big, of it it's a chonker it's a it's a big controller i had big <laughs> hands though as a kid so it kind of worked out for me <laughs> i also remember just uh being able to like read and stuff <laughs> helped get me into <laughs> games more you know what i mean oh yeah because <laughs> I, I was imagine. playing like legend of zelda as a kid and wandering yeah. around and being like i don't know what the hell's going on you had no idea <laughs> yeah like, you could you could play ocarina of time at the age of five and no clue what's going on you're just running around rolling Luckily, through hyrule field <laughs> i had the luck of being able to copy whatever goo did lucky that's kid. true that's true <laughs> um yeah, I was, and I was definitely reading before I started playing video <laughs> games. Okay, we, a got a, big, we got a brainiac over here. I was, I was here. a very big reader <laughs> as a child. He's <laughs> <Nice> bragging. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean this this was a this was a big deal. This whole generation between this and the PlayStation, you know, kind of revolutionizing 3D gaming and all that. Um, and it's it's safe to say that we're all here. We're all more. We're Nintendo fans, right? I mean, we play stuff on. Nah, hardcore Xbox. For me. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, I know we you know we we play some PlayStation stuff like that. But I think growing yeah. up, you know, we're all pretty, especially as Zelda Dungeon people are mm-hmm. super on the Nintendo <laughs> side of things. And so it, you know, obviously, we're going back talking about this uh, console we love. But I think. Um, what's interesting looking back on it is kind of uh, this is also kind of like the first dent in Nintendo's armor <laughs> of like being a total powerhouse, you know, like mm-hmm. before this, uh, you know, they beat they beat out the Genesis or whatever. Uh, but here now you've got the PlayStation starting to rev up and you had a lot of, you know, like a lot of third party creators uh, that were normally associated with Nintendo went over and worked with them because they could do more with the like the discs and the storage and all that you know they lost things like square and whatnot but um i don't know i think that's kind of interesting i was looking back just at the sales of this console and it was beat out by the playstation so i was like okay this is like you know nintendo until they get to the to the wii you know they kind of Dip, like obviously they're not going anywhere but they sort of dip down in in the popularity a little bit and so i think that's something that uh is interesting to recognize when i normally think back to you know i mean it's an awesome console awesome multiplayer but you know there it had its weaknesses i guess you could say yeah i i feel the gamecube was underappreciated uh at the time 
<laughs> for sure for sure i mean there's a lot of i mean we'll do our gamecube podcast next obviously <laughs> so uh, it might take a bit there's yeah there's obviously a lot of good stuff going on there too but it was kind of yeah it was kind of i wouldn't say it was like a low point but i feel like that was probably well i guess the wii u that's probably the low point yeah probably <laughs> definitely <laughs> that's funny mckenna and i were reading um we were reading some of the Nintendo Power from the month this was released, and we were looking at the, there's like a letter section, and um, th- like they, they, I thought it was funny, they published this, so someone like wrote a le- letter that was like trashing the Virtual Boy. <laughs> They're like, stop, stop publishing stuff about this garbage console. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, while, while that happened with, um, the Nintendo 64, obviously, it's it's such a classic console, and I'm looking forward to you know going through the library. But the other thing we want to do is we want to talk about like the actual time period it was released. Uh, like I said before, it it'll be fu- a little fun to kind of we get a little nostalgic, and we'll also hit on kind of big historical events, and it'll I don't know, it's just kind of cool to like contextualize it. So, um. We actually have, you know, we have a whole segment for that, but I kind of wanted to, if you guys don't mind, do almost a little, uh, we'll go through 1996, a little bit of pre, you know, game where you kind of lead up to the beginning of the year. In 1996, we all all remember the biggest shows of the time, Seinfeld, ER, Friends, um... Some of the some of the biggest singles, um, the longest lasting singles of the year were uh, "Always Be My Baby" by Mariah Carey, "The Crossroads" by Bone Thugs and Harmony, and the double single "How Do You Want It" slash "California Love" by Tupac Shakur. Um, the top album of the year, the best selling album of the year, was "Jagged Little Pill" by Alanis Morissette, which really? we were yeah, which is a banger. We were rocking out to it earlier actually. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, we listen to the whole thing. <laughs> Incredible. The biggest movies of the year were Independence Day, Twister, like and Mission Impossible. <laughs> I also wanted to shout Dang. out this was the year where the Bulls won the NBA Finals uh, championship for the fourth year, uh, where and Michael Jordan was MVP. So that was his fourth championship. And also, Space Jam came out that year. It wasn't it was like oh. in the top ten highest grossing? So, you know, Michael oh. Jordan was huge at this time. A lot um, of big events. A lot of big events, and it was a uh, it was an election year. Um, My first birthday. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> all all Nick, of our first birthdays. Well, yeah. you. except for Gooey. My sixth birthday. <laughs> And I don't know if you remember some of, we were watching a little bit of that SNL the other night, but uh it was oh, an election God. year. Um Yeah. I wish it was, was uh incumbent uh President Bill Clinton running against Senator Bob Dole. And there's I mean, we can I don't know, we can touch on it more maybe on the election uh special. <laughs> but uh it was pretty much <laughs> I don't know if you remember a lot of those uh skits, but pretty much everyone had already like uh, made up their mind that Bill Clinton was going to win re-election like months before the election. Um, and it, I don't know. That was funny to go back and see. Uh, but 
as for the release, so the release of Nintendo 64, um, what I had read was that it was re- released September 29th, 1996, but uh, there was like other conflicting things. People were saying September 26th because a lot of places just started selling it early. Interesting. Yeah. So I don't know. We we kind of have a, a gray area here. But for that actual week, let's say, the Macarena Bayside Boys mix by oh, Los man. Del Rio had spent nine weeks at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 charts, just dominating. And I actually, I made that playlist. The Macarena, different versions of it, are on the top 100, like, three different times. So the Macarena was crazy. Speaking of the election season, I remember at the Democratic National Convention, they were all doing the Macarena. Like, it was, I don't know. I mean, we were listening to it on our drive, and it's like... Man, this, I mean, we've listened to it a lot. It's all these kids doing their Fortnite dances and they could be doing the Macarena. I know. The Macarena was life defining. <laughs> I've been doing the Macarena my whole life. Other Probably songs. Dance I learned, you know. Oh, yeah, easy. Oh, and da, da, da. yeah, it's got the beat right there for you. They did uh, not all know how to do it at the Democratic National Convention. Though. No, some of <laughs> them were surprised. just kind of moving around yeah doing their own thing other top songs included i love you always forever it's mm-hmm. all coming back to me now coming twisted back. and come on ride it the train by quad city djs who were they were cleaning up that year too because they had the space jam theme as well mm-hmm. um, but that really gets me going um highest grossing film of the weekend was the first wives club Starring Bette Midler, Goldie Hawn, and Diane Keaton, which Nico, you caught us watching the other day. Yeah, I caught the credits, the, the last few scenes there. Mm-hmm. It was cute. It was cute. Um, yeah. And what's that? Hmm? Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. I thought you said something. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other top films, Extreme Measures and Last Man Standing. Uh, you know, don't know those. And then. Other games that came out actually this week, uh, there was a lot, but I, I wrote down a few notable ones. We had Wipeout XL 2097 for the PlayStation, uh, Street Fighter Alpha 2, and Donkey Kong Land 2 for the Game Boy. Uh, and I think that's that's fun to think about too, is the PlayStation, I think, had already kind of been going for about a year, and they already had you know, gotten up and running. So that's another thing that probably, I mean was somewhat of a challenge was like oh yeah there's sure. already like this other big console kind of taking well, yes. over the market here especially since they're everyone's already used to the playstation mm-hmm. and then they see oh the nintendo 64 is coming out and most people i think at the time would probably see it as like an inferior console because yeah. it yeah. it wasn't it was using these big chunky not discs everyone's like discs are the future so like why would we be using these giant clunky things to play games on (laughs) and that like definitely with the storage that actually would make a big difference i mean we'll probably talk about it when we talk about these games but i remember like it always felt kind of lame even though i played the crap out of it 
having like the N64 version of Tony Hawk, for example, because they couldn't like mm-hmm. fit the whole songs on them. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is like, it always felt like, oh, I've got the baby version of the game, you know? Yeah. <laughs> for little losers. <laughs> I don't have the cool, edgy PlayStation. <laughs> you um, told me they, they still had Superman. They did, but not, yeah, not the oh. whole song. Not the whole song. Oh. They cut out the bridge, though, which sucks. Didn't so. they censor wow. a lot of music in that, too? We well, can like, talk about that in the episode for it, but, like, I thought they did. They they sort of didn't have to because, um, like, the like they had a Dead Kennedy song on there, but it was just, mm-hmm. like, this, the instrumental part of the song. Oh, Maybe that was because it was like we're not even gonna bother trying to. Sure, I this. mean, I guess that was their way around it. <laughs> um, also from a like from a more uh, historical perspective, some big events that happened earlier in the month. Um, Tupac Shakur was murdered, and on September twenty seventh, actually, the Taliban captured the city of Kabul in Afghanistan. So, you know, we'll see how that plays out uh, in a later episode curious wonder, wonder what's gonna happen there um integral to the nintendo 64 hey we're not just i mean, just don't it's not gonna be all nostalgia you know we're gonna there's some serious things going on i know what was going on which also i just think it's kind of interesting because like when i was six you know i wasn't really thinking about that like actually my first like political memory is like being in kindergarten and this election like we had to like pick really who we would win and like they had like around each of them they just had like an outline like you know a box outlining them and it was like bill clinton had a blue outline and bob dole had like a red outline and i was like oh red is a way cooler color so (laughs) i you know we had we did a little fake election in kindergarten (laughs) and i voted for bob dole (laughs) because <laughs> he was the color red <laughs> I, I feel like I had to do similar things at different eras uh, in my school little, about little. fake like fake elections yeah I definitely remember doing one uh, maybe in, in 2000 or, okay. yeah. or, or the next one or 2004 maybe both in elementary school I feel like I did in 2004 yeah so yeah, I sure. I think there'll be some even though some of these things might be kind of dark, uh it's kind of fun or interesting to be like what was, you know, what was going on when I was you know, just a stupid little baby and I didn't know what's going on. <laughs> um but we should talk about the games. Uh, McKenna, why don't you um why don't you tell us about Pilot Wings 64? Pilot Wings 64 is a flight simulator game where you'll attempt to earn your pilot licenses for the autogyro, jetpack, and hang glider by completing courses with various objectives, such as flying through rings, landing on platforms, taking photographs, and shooting targets, such as a giant monster. There are six playable characters and bonus content, including a human cannonball and skydiving minigames, and a free-flying mode. So, I already know... I know how you guys feel about it, so I want to know first, Michael, do you do you have uh, much experience with this game? Have you played it? So, I played it for the first time about a week ago. Uh, you know, just, just to give a fresh perspective. Okay. Um, and I, I'll say that 
going in, I wasn't expecting too much from the controls, but I feel like they were slightly better than I thought they were going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I feel like the controls, uh, uh, they, they hold up fairly well. Um, I would I, agree big time. Yeah. I, I played about four levels. Um, not too much, but from what I played, I enjoyed, uh, I ended up getting to this level, uh, where you have to skydive down the side of a cliff, like, uh, uh, <laughs> like the waterfall, uh, the chicken dive. And you had, yeah. You had to go through all these rings and I kept crashing into the mountain. And that's about what I put like the, <laughs> I put my switch down. Uh, I think that is the second hang glider level. <laughs> it's pretty tough. So it's we so we played a lot of it together, the three of us. We we played it first on N64, and then we all were kind of messing around with it on Switch. But yeah, that was a big level that we had a hard time with. It was a tough one. <laughs> um, I yeah, what you're saying about the controls, like obviously, like there's some things that are hard to do on it, but like overall, like just like the feel of like the different types of things you were flying, like I thought it did do a good job of like capturing. Mm-hmm the feeling of doing those things. I was actually, I was even a little impressed. I, I went back and loaded up the pilot wings on SNES and it had some different types of games. And even then it felt like, Oh yeah, this feels like it does feel like a simulation of it. You know, it, like you like, they, I don't know. They just do a good job of like conveying like the weight and stuff of the thing you're doing and like the control of going with the wind and stuff like that. I, I completely agree the the difference between like the hang glider, the copter and the jetpack um each one of them feels so different to control. I mean, obviously the actual controls are different, but you can actually kind of like feel the weight like you said of each one when you're playing, which is very impressive for a launch title. It's a launch title, right? The, like yeah. what are the launch titles for the N64? I think that's pretty impressive. I'll be real. Yeah. <laughs> I uh so I looked up the the co-developers of Pilot Wing 64. They co-developed this with Nintendo. It's Paradigm, or they were formerly Paradigm Simulation, and then they became Paradigm Entertainment. But before developing this, they were they worked on flight simulation tech for like space and aviation. Uh, groups so oh that was oh, that was cool. what they did like pilot wing 64 was their first game and i think uh they developed several more vehicle simulation games for the nintendo 64 and uh, i think other systems that's pretty cool that's awesome yeah yeah, uh, yeah so, so they not a surprise yeah. <laughs> no not a surprise michael you were gonna say something oh uh i i was just gonna this is more going back to just the controls, uh, but without treading over too much of what was all already said, anytime I I messed up or or like lost a level in that game, did I ever feel like it was the mistake of like mishandled controls? It was it was just I I made a genuine mistake. Yeah, yeah, I definitely <laughs> had that a lot. I mean, that chicken dive one was hard, but it, it, it was hard, but. <laughs> But I understood who the problem was. Okay. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good you're honest. Um, uh, yeah, like a lot of the levels, there were certain ones that I definitely thought were more fun than others. But like 
uh, a lot of them, like I was playing sections, like I liked fly- the ones where you're flying around shooting the targets. I was like, oh, I like, I would play like mm-hmm. a game of this. Like, you know, not, that's not just like these series of mini games almost. I'm like, they could have, you know, I guess this, what this reminded me of was it. it's sort of like, these are the two launch games we got, right? And we'll talk about Super Mario 64, but that's obviously the one to like get super invested in like the world and everything. And Pilot Wings is kind of sort of more like it's like the tech demo game that like a lot of consoles come with. Like it's like yeah. the Wii Sports almost where it's like, <laughs> look what we can do in 3D and flying around and stuff like that, you know, um, whereas like, you know, like compared to like, I think the original Pilot Wings was more straightforward. So this was now like, look, that N64, they're trying to show off you know, some of the, you know, how they can make these 3D worlds and stuff like that. And I think just the world of it in general is actually kind of cool for what it is, you know, even though it's not like, I love the island, the music. It gives like Woohoo Island vibes, which is so funny because you know that they, they were like, okay, we're making this new Wii Sports. What do we got to do? What, what, what's a good place that we could recreate? They basically remade that first island from Pilot Wings. I, like, I don't know if this is just because of uh, if like the Switch version was is just different, mm-hmm. but I felt like the graphics for like the characters and stuff looked pretty good. No, they do. Oh, yeah, we, yeah. We were playing on the N64. They look great. <laughs> yeah, they're obviously like they're pretty simplistic, you know, polygonal characters, but just like the design and stuff and all the, the characters just they're fun looking. Um, we actually characters are great. I love the characters. <laughs> we were reading about it either if it's a manual or if it was the Nintendo Power. But one thing it like hints at the like main I forgot the main kid's name the first like the first character you can pick. Um, but they're they, all named after birds. Okay, so that. so like his name is different than than what who they said it was, but they said he's supposed to be uh, Nestor, who was like this comic book character in Nintendo Power, like, they had a comic strip they would run, oh. like, in the, you know, in the early 90s or whatever, and so we were reading about it, and it was like, uh, you know, people, people say, you know, say he's Nestor or whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know, I thought it was cute. So it's kind of got, like, a Nintendo branding to it. So it makes sense, like, it does feel like, yeah, the Wii Resort is, like, a spiritual successor to this. Not it, like the music too. I feel like it, like that style of. I don't even know how you describe like the music to this, but I feel like we, the Wii Sports oh. games, also kind of capture it. Really the music well. for this game, so <laughs> good. Oh, it's just a jam the entire time. That's what I think. That's an important thing too, because a lot of what you're doing, especially like the hang gliding and stuff, you're not doing a lot. You're kind of just like waiting a little bit mm-hmm. so you're enjoying the sights you're making sure you're leveled out and not freaking out or falling or it's gonna blare the alarm at you but while you're just kind of hanging out waiting for it to lift you up a little bit higher you get to enjoy the chill beats of the island. oh you get a you get some good vibes <laughs> in this game for sure I'm yeah setting my mind in like a vacation mode just kind of imagining it it's oh, yeah. it's like made for those chill beats to study oh, to yeah. compilations. And you know what's kind of interesting is that there was a sequel to this for the 3DS called Pilot Wings Resort, 
Uh, oh, see. <laughs> So there is so, a there is a branding yeah. thing here, yeah. Oh, for sure. Like a little, little mashup. <laughs> they need to bring it back. They need to bring Pilot Wings back. I think. Yeah. They haven't. Well, I mean, now that we've got it on the um, expansion pass for or the expansion pack, I guess it's called, which makes sense. <laughs> uh, for NSL, it's awesome that more people are able to just kind of like pick up and play it. You know. Yeah, I think people could appreciate this. Um, I feel like it probably at its time probably was a good like you know say you if you got mario 64 then you need you know like something else something kind of different like this is good like here's all these levels to kind of like you know these mini games essentially to challenge you mm -hmm. and i think hey, that if you know. if you've never played this do what i did pick it up <laughs> for the first time on the nso i'd enjoy it i agree and it's so yeah. easy to just hop in and play a couple and then call it. If you're if, if you just want to play for a game for like twenty minutes, this is a great game to just hop in and have a little bit of fun and call mm -hmm. it good. Yeah, yeah. True. It's like not yeah, like as opposed to like, yeah, if you were invested in Mario sixty four and you needed a break or something. Mm -hmm. Or any any game now for that matter. But why don't why don't we switch gears and talk about Super Mario sixty four? Super Mario 64 is the first 3D Mario platformer where you have the ability con to control the camera or perhaps the camera operator and move about the world in new ways. Mario will navigate Peach's castle, the central hub of the game, which has been taken over by Bowser, and collect stars by jumping through paintings into different worlds and completing a variety of levels. Mario will run, crawl, swim, and jump, as well as double jump, triple jump, long jump, and wall jump to reach these stars. Collecting stars will allow you to open more doors throughout the castle and eventually reach and battle Bowser. Okay, so, Michael, <laughs> you on oh. multiple occasions have hinted that you're some kind of genius about this game. I... I just feel like I have spent my entire life coming back to Mario 64 for so many things. Okay. Whether it be playing or making videos. I I used to make Mario 64 machinima. <laughs> I know. I've never seen this, but I've heard about it. You've never seen it, um, but... You know, I I've I've made it with like friends. I've I've played it. I've I feel like I've been I've never speed run it, but like this is a this this game's huge. People love this game, especially like speed running communities. Yeah, yeah, it's got a big speed running scene for sure. Okay, so I, you by by now I thought you meant like you were gonna you know I mean, reveal I, I, some deep knowledge I that mean, we didn't know about here. I mean, there there are a lot of random facts and tidbits I know about Mario sixty four. Like, for example, <laughs> oh, here you, we go. Tidbit. Like, did you know that despite you know Mario sixty four being on the Nintendo sixty four, it is actually a thirty two bit game? What? What? Yeah, the That's game outrageous. was the game was made with thirty two bits. Wow, I hadn't. I've never known that. That's pretty cool. They should have called it Super Mario 32. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nico, I mean, you, you've already kind of hinted at it, but I think you've probably got a, a similar story. It sounds like this is a 
long love game for you? I have sunk countless hours into this game. It's truly my first 3D video game experience where it really felt like I had control of anything. Um, I don't know. It changed 3D video games forever because it was kind of, I mean, it was the first Nintendo one. And uh, I don't know. it, It really just kind of put me into this mindset even just like as a little kid playing this as to like whoa video games are cool and i can just like explore and discover things and i don't know just like have fun at the same time whereas a lot of other games i had played with friends and admittedly linked to the past i'd been playing before this I didn't understand it as a kid. And so I was mm-hmm. like, this game sucks. I don't like it. It's hard. And so I don't know. Obviously, like, I like it now as an adult who yeah. understands the game. But I think Mario 64 is kind of what taught me that video games can be for anybody and that they're just like, yeah, you can play this and have a really good time. And it kind of is the game that got me hooked. So this is, this is your first Mario game, too, right? I I would say no because I do I do remember playing Super Mario World um, okay. a lot, um, and I'm assuming I played that before this. Uh, uh, Michael, I think right this would probably be one of the because fr- we would already have had it by the time you you were born. I think. Um, I remember playing a lot of like Super Mario Bros we on the NES. We, we had like Duck Hunt. Oh Mario yeah, the sick, the double pack so i remember i i feel like that might that probably is my earliest memory of mario yes okay yeah Yeah, that's that is for me too like the first super mario brothers like as long as i have had memories (laughs) like i remember playing that game so this game was really big for me like i said i don't i was still kind of too young to like know that i i really probably didn't even understand the concept of things coming out necessarily you know what i mean it was just like you know oh (laughs) i can't wait for the release date of mario 64 i was i was like six so i probably just i was dumb i don't know but it exists (laughs) it exists i just remember mario 64 existing and it blowing my (laughs) mind um but mckenna you're you're a little different right this was your first time ever playing it yeah uh this is completely new to me i hadn't even played very much mario before i played mario kart well i've played mario kart and mario party since the 64 on various consoles and then my first kind Mm -hmm. of main mario game was mario odyssey wow wow spoiled (laughs) that's that is a good first game (laughs) i know i I was like (laughs) I played that and I was like, gosh, do I like what what do I play? Do I go back and play another Mario <laughs> game? That was so good. I I really enjoyed that one. Um I I feel like I don't play a ton of platformers. Um but yeah, uh playing this was fun. I it was the just the style just starting it felt very nostalgic even though i didn't play a lot of 64 games i remember watching other people play it other Mm. you know 64 games and i was kind of just immediately charmed by it okay so 
you you have I have a good impression of this because that's what <laughs> I was thinking when you tell me Mario Odyssey is you know I I imagine just some people would be like you know comparatively there are certain gameplay elements there that maybe feel it's like a more smoother experience I feel like not to say this isn't but you know what I mean like it, it's it'd be like going from playing Breath of the Wild to Ocarina of Time you know you would yeah I. Uh, had a much harder time with Mario 64, uh, particularly a lot of the depth perception stuff, which actually <laughs> yeah. I think was common with both uh, this and Pilot Wings, is that I, if I was having an issue with playing, it was usually a depth perception issue. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but you could you mentioned Odyssey... Um, I feel like when I play Odyssey, like obviously so much of the DNA of Mario 64 is there. Um, for me, one thing that's really charming, uh, we played through it again, Mario 64, and just like, I, you know, I recall just like each of the levels, you know, having their own, they have their own, you know, unique objectives you can do. And I always would, I would mostly think back to, you know, just those memorable ones like racing the penguin or what have yeah. you. Um, but what mm -hmm. kind of charmed me about it this time was how you do pop into these sort of little dioramas and you can do the objective, but there's all this other strange extra stuff you can do. Some of it's the main star, some of it's like side content where it, it did really feel like, like there was like just this charming little world where you can run around and do different silly little things. And, and I think about that when playing Odyssey where it's like, Oh, I'm running around and now I'm doing jump rope and now I'm, you know, on top of a building or, oh, in a, yeah. you know, like just popping around with all these like almost little like momentary bits of, of joy <laughs> while also like <laughs> having these overarching, you know, level, like, you know, levels you can play through or whatever. Um, yeah, that's, uh... <laughs> I Mario 64 probably has one of my favorites like theme musics in the entire series uh, the bomb on battlefield theme. oh for sure well that's the music in general that's one thing that is so I, I don't know there's some of the some of the songs in this are unreal. <laughs> I think from like even just from the, like the select screen music, um, like they're I don't all know. iconic. Yeah, they <laughs> really are, and they've all been they've all been reused in future mm -hmm. Mario games because they were all so iconic. <laughs> yeah, and like I don't know, there's something the tone of it is just really like obviously there's like a lot of, like a lot of songs in there that sound like classic Mario and you know obviously like a lot of the same people writing the music but like then there's some stuff that just kind of catches me off guard a little bit and it's like like damn they're they're like really messing with you know some of the different uh midis and synths that they can use and kind of creating you know a totally unique sound that fits like what at this point is like a pretty unique, like even visually game, I feel like just, you know, it's kind of that halfway point between the old Mario games and then like Mario as we have them now, where like, 
here he's like in his early mm-hmm. polygonal form. So I think yeah. just that overall vibe, something maybe it's just me like remembering the time, but if <laughs> like I it the nostalgia of it just makes me think of how like new and like kind of fresh and like crazy it felt at the time. Here's a here's a fun fact. Uh there's more polygons in Mario's mustache <laughs> in Odyssey than the entire model of Mario in in Mario 64. Wow. Good fun fact. I like that. That's a that's a good mustache. It's a great mustache. I love his model in this game. I think he's oh, adorable. I do too. I the the Super Mario 64 model I think will always be my favorite version of Mario because he's just you just want to just squish his face like an old Italian grandma <laughs> and feed him spaghetti which he, he's dreaming about it so you know he wants it um he's just the cutest little guy I he love looks, him so much yeah he looks like a curious guy that's just out there discovering the world <laughs> I uh I just remember noticing how colorful it was I, I love oh, his colorful games and I remember one point looking i don't remember what i was looking at but there was just this like textured area with that had tons of little colors in it and it reminded me of skyward sword which has one of my favorite zelda art styles because you just look at the dirt which in any other game (laughs) is just brown but the dirt in skyward sword has tons of little colors in it and i I got super excited about that (laughs) Yeah, just a very colorful game, which I think they definitely wanted to go like all out. Mm -hmm. You know, they wanted to be like, look at what we can do. We're going to we're going to push it to the limit. We're going to we're going to show you everything we got. And I think they did it. I think they did it. It's it's also a game that does a really good job at at reusing assets and like. Mm -hmm. You That's almost, classic you, Mario. Remember yeah, the cloud yeah. and the mountains? Cloud and <laughs> yeah, the you mountains. Got the, yep. Like in Mario 64, the booze, they're, they're like high-pitched little laughs is just like a reused Bowser uh, mm-hmm. sound from the game. Oh, that's cool. Wow. Yeah, definitely clever. Yeah, a lot of clever stuff here. Like that's what it, it's... The game is so like simple in a lot of ways, but it's kind of like what makes it good is because like they like they boil down i mean this is classic mario but i feel like they boil down just like this one like gameplay element and like really do a lot with it which i which i think is like the jumping in this game like there's such like we're going from you know in the in the 2d mario games i get there is a lot of versatility in those for sure uh, especially once you get to like super mario world and you you know you get the things like the cape and whatnot but this like it's like oh you can jump you can double jump you can triple jump you can long jump you can back jump you can i love that long jump there's that weird one where you like do a weird vertical (laughs) kind of jump yeah the vertical like backflip yeah it's it's so awesome for that one personally i i think it's like um it, it feels amazing when like you find these certain ledges that you could try to like triple jump up to, but the vertical, the vertical backflip has like such height that it's always a great feeling when you can reach those, just like testing out those kind of jumps. Oh yeah. 
There was one that McKenna was doing like by accident, oh, but like repeatedly. (laughs) So it was like almost like, oh wow, you're you're a speedrunner. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Remember that? uh, (laughs) Being a speedrunning, I like. Oh yeah. Somehow managed to like glitch through a wall, and I it wasn't even like, oh, I did it once, and it just was a mistake. I I duplicated it i was able to do it multiple times on one of the that's levels. the one i was yeah and yeah. it was like it was like that's not even where i had to go to get the star i was trying to get but i ended up exploring like this whole other area that i wasn't wasn't supposed to be in yet that was in like the big small island right yep. yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah yeah that kind of blew my mind that you were doing that <laughs> yeah i was like yeah. what the heck <laughs> There's a lot of cool, fun, like, speedrunning glitches in Mario 64. And so, like, all that all that is, like, based off of, like, obviously you're hitting Z and B and stuff, but, like, I think, of like, a lot of this stuff is just, like, using the analog stick and, you know, hitting jump in the right way. Like, it, it really just kind of shows off, like, the possibility of... 3d analog controls because yeah i mean this is the game where people kind of realize that like okay this is going to be the new normal and it no one i think everyone kind of went into this game thinking like oh this is so much i'm so confused i'm overwhelmed by all of these controls i don't just hit a to jump anymore um but it just felt so good to control like they worked so hard on making Mario feel like one to one your movement to his movement, and I know that in the um actual like production of the game they had to tweak it so much because people would play it and say that it felt like he was slippery, um like he was moving around too much, mm. and so they they literally like went back and like redid the controls so that it would feel right and when you think of like moving a character in a 3d world mario is kind of like sort of like the new palette for like what you you want to base your movement off of i mean he's always it's concise but he's he's fast and he's limber a little italian dude jumping around (laughs) it's awesome it it was very important that they got it right it was very important yeah, I think the movement was a big part of that. And then, I mean, we talked about there. there's a slight, uh, you know, slight depth perception issue. I think I, I don't know, that's kind of an issue a lot of 3D platformers in general, um, too. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you guys don't agree with that. I think I f- a big thing with that is the N64 couldn't necessarily do shadows like we know today. True. And shadows are what help us with depth perception a lot. So, um I mean, I still have trouble with it. (laughs) I I remember like one particular time where I thought I had gotten a jump perfectly and I just fell straight through (laughs) the sky and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that happens. (laughs) For me, a lot of it and what makes it fun and doesn't really bug me, one is the movement. um, And and because of that, the movement usually feels so good that I'm just like running and jumping and I'm not even I'm not like trying to think often unless I'm like really nervous. But there's a lot of jumps that I'm like, you know, I just kind of trust <laughs> that I'll make it. You know, I'm like, 
uh, I think that's good, you know, and I, you know, you mess up sometimes, but I just kind of roll with it. You know, you got, you got five lives or whatever. <laughs> you can, you can fall off a few times. Cause once you do, like, once you do start getting like some of those more risky jumps down, like easier, it's very satisfying. The jumping oh, yeah. is fun. The game makes you <laughs> the, want to yeah. feel like you want to jump all I'm the time. I'm Super Mario. The other I thing. That long <laughs> jump. So go ahead, Nico. I was watching, um, you and McKenna kind of trade the controller back and forth, trying to get the triple jump down, which yes. I remember as a kid, my sister, so I have an old, I have an older sister. She's four years older than me. And she, she would play video games, but like just because it was like there and not because she really liked it. Mm. But I remember she was super good at the triple jump. And I, as a kid could not figure out the timing. I would run forward and I would, click a and i would jump and i'd do the second one and then i could never get the third one and i think mckenna was having the exact same problem i had when i first played the game <laughs> but you just get you you have to learn and once you get it down oh it feels so good you just triple jump all over the place it feels great the muscle yeah, I, memory. That I, I was like struggling to get the jump and then i handed it to gooey and I don't remember if you got, you might've gotten it on your first try. I think you did. <laughs> and then you handed it back to me and I immediately just did it. <laughs> Cause you like, yeah, you like go, oh, that's like the rhythm, you know, you have, it's a specific yeah. rhythm that I also, it's, it it's not even like, like a conscious thing. To be fair, know. like there are plenty of times where I struggle to do it and you kind of, I kind of have to like re-remember um, that's there, but what, where there's other jumps that I like. You know, you kind of like just eventually memorize it and you can do it almost every time, you know. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing, though, that I feel like they had to kind of get right for this to work and where there are other 3D games of the era that struggled with even even before Mario um, was like the camera and everything. And definitely um, and, and definitely through playing it with McKenna and, and after having played other Mario games, like you definitely now in the more modern era have more control of the camera and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, the actual camera system they implement here, um, what for its like time, like it was actually markedly above like other 3D like platformers and stuff. It was of a the big time. deal. It, yeah, I, th I think it has less to do with the control that the character has and just more of how the camera moves in the world, you know, and like mm -hmm. adjusts in the correctly. I don't know. I don't really understand how all that works, but I feel like the camera in this. Well, so Lakitu, um, you know, he's really artistic, so he <laughs> likes to make sure he gets a good shot, which is why it, it works. Yeah, yes. they they hired a good cameraman for this. Yeah, that's all. That's all it took. <laughs> that's why sometimes I, when you're like, I want to move the camera, he's like, No, 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 that won't yeah. look good. <laughs> I I had a hard time with the camera because I, you know, I don't have any reference really for other cameras of the time. I just have like probably Ocarina of Time forward is like the style of camera that I'm used to. Then they moved it forward a lot. Basically too. having yeah. full control over where I wanted to look and playing this where it's like fixed points and I'd, I there were points where I was like but I want to view it this way and I just couldn't get it <laughs> that way. It was it was hard at times. 
Yeah, it taught you a lot of restraint as a kid. I'll tell you that. <laughs> for for me, it's another one of those trust things. Where I think it's too where I've certain levels I've played so many times. So I was just like, I I'm pretty sure there's a block that way if I jump that way, even if I don't I have a good view. Trustworthy. Yeah, I remember, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember playing Ocarina of Time and just like without having the jump button. Every time I had to do a jump, I had to have it perfectly lined <laughs> yeah. up otherwise i was like i'm not gonna make this jump. Mm -hmm. yeah so but i think you know for like definitely there's been certain things that have even come a long way from there but i think you know this was pretty revolutionary and i still i don't know i still appreciate it um there's a certain charm to the you know the making it a character the camera a character also really a great idea helps a lot yeah. Because I just, you're always thinking about him. <laughs> you got a buddy. And, I mean, if you look at it, um, so the game did actually win an award for best use of innovative technology for oh. that year. Wow. Um, in fact, I'm looking at its list of awards, and it won every single award that it was nominated for. Wow. wow. I'm <laughs> it's sure. It's a lot. There's probably someone out there. There's probably a video out there somewhere where you can get more technical breakdown of that stuff um yeah <laughs> i don't really know how any of that stuff works but oh, i yeah. definitely know just compared to playing having played other games of the time like that this feels so good <laughs> compared the, to them the small bits of voice acting for mario also helped <laughs> like give oh yeah <laughs> big personality to the little guy i think oh 100 yeah. he wouldn't shut up yeah, his voice acting is great. I mean, it it um I don't know. I mean, it it adds to the the fun, the fun level of when you hit yeah. jump, this guy goes, "Woohoo!" You know. Yeah, I love it. Just a little like, "Hip. Oh." You can't just lots help but of smile. It's just cute. I like all the voice smile. acting. It's sad when he gets hurt. You know, oh, when he yeah. dies. His little when he his little oofs. Oh, I love his oof. <laughs> yeah that's that like kind of scared me a little as a kid <laughs> and well speaking of that gooey you and i were talking about this because we were we were looking at the um the theme music for the show for the pod and we i put in the little like the right but mm -hmm. we realized that it's not in super mario 64 no. We were looking, we, we were like, okay, what is the game over screen for Super Mario 64? And it is some weird, kind of creepy, like, and it's like Mario looking real sad. And isn't he it, like, <sighs> yeah, it's not a, it's not a good screen. I mean, I didn't see it that often, yeah. but <laughs> the, the classic game over theme is uh, way more fun. It it's is. just his head too, so it's even more like It is a little weird. It's like he got decapitated. A little creepy. <laughs> the head, that was another thing that made it feel like I'm playing a game from the future. Was you start up the game and there's you know, you've got the the Mario theme, but it's yeah. that that weird like there's like the crazy drums going on underneath. Yeah. And you get to you get to move his head around and like stretch it. It's such a weird menu. That was so much fun that that they, they made a Mario Party mini game out of it. Yeah. yeah. See, I played Why that. Why don't we have fun menus like that anymore? Um, 
I played that and I felt like I am in the year 2000. <laughs> I am in the future. Welcome to the future. The year is 2000. It's on me. <laughs> There's wow. almost too much to talk about with this game. Um, how about there the... Really is. Uh, Someone mentioned the hub at some point. That's that was really magical, you know. Like yeah. the Mario games have always kind of like tried to, you know, with even just selecting levels, kind of do different things and make it fun, you know. And this just giving you like a little like playhouse to kind of explore, like a little castle diorama. And not only that, they've kept this design for Peach's castle ever since then. The design uh, like, is amazing. It's all. It. I mean, the the Super Mario Brothers movie just came out, and it looks like the super mario 64 peach's castle it's got like a beautiful stained glass oh it's got oh oh, we know you love your stained glass (laughs) oh yeah and it's got the music (laughs) oh yeah so good Ugh. what i think is really great about the hub is that it's not just a way like a connection from level to level there's also all these secrets inside of this mm-hmm. hub that you can like collect stars in and and find all sorts of like different you know just just these secrets the power ups. i don't think yeah power-ups i don't think there were a whole lot of games like that at the time it, it oh, you was can do a lot in this hub like mm-hmm. in like you know super mario 3 and super mario world you had those sort of elements of like interacting with the map and finding secrets on the map but just the added level of like um doing the same style of like platforming there's not like a lot of platforming but like oh i gotta go Mm -hmm. like pound these two pillars to lower the water level like it felt like you were you know inhabiting the the select screen in a a much bigger way (laughs) it's still its own full 3d world it's the exact same type of gameplay as when you go into the world, whereas Super Mario World, you know, the the hub is this top-down Mario is just standing there, you move it over, but the actual gameplay is not like that at all. This is all one coherent 3D area, and so I think that's awesome that they, they were like, let's just make it a whole playable area, and mm. there's so much you can do in this hub. Talking to the little toads, I love the little toads. Catch that dang rabbit. <laughs> oh, I hate that rabbit. Oh, Mips. One... Oh, good. You know the name. <laughs> One thing, too, not just with, like, the secrets, but just how they present even the regular levels as the paintings and, like, how... It's not always that. Sometimes it's, like, the one level is just, like, in the wall. One is, like, a goo puddle you jump into. There's you know, the like, bird cage that's the boo house. Yeah, like, just having the levels, like, and the way you get to them being these unique little uh, vignettes in themselves is really charming. Yeah, the... Uh, yeah, the the you mentioned the boo house. Yeah, that specifically that that mm-hmm. little boo house in the cage that was like mind blowing. Yeah. It freaked me out as a kid. That was so scary. scary. I just remember the... going out to the fountain and there's just a bunch of boos and I just ran the other way. <laughs> I was like, no, was, I'm not going. I was I'm thinking the level itself. <laughs> well, listen, when I got into the level, that was a whole different story. I was just screaming, get me out of here. There's a piano trying to eat me. <laughs> that piano oh, was terrifying. 
one of the very first levels, you know, you enter into this room up the staircase off to the right. And like, there's just these three stained peach windows. Oh yeah. You know, you don't know what's going on in there. And then you, you just jump at one and suddenly you have to go down a slide. With some of the best music ever. Oh yeah. That's a classic Mario. Slide music. Oh, too good. Oh yeah. I love all the slide games, little <laughs> slide games. Yeah, we need more That's slide stuff. Classic. The penguin race. Always fun. You can cheat against the penguin and it won't give you the star. <laughs> It'll be like, try again. <laughs> Mario, you cheater. <laughs> um gosh, yeah, there's is anyone wanna like have a favorite level they wanna touch upon? Because it's kinda hard to there's so much in this game. <laughs> I think as terrible as it was as a kid, I really loved clocks when I was a kid. Like my grandparents had a, had a little cuckoo clock and I always had like a a fun clock in my bedroom. I just liked clocks. And so big surprise, TikTok clock was kind of like a really cool level to me, especially when I found out that like, depending on where the minute hand is, when you jump in, it changes the level. Mm Mm-hmm. Like that was a big thing from, and I remember realizing that years after playing this game for the first time, it took me years of playing this game to finally understand that. But I love that level, even though it really sucks. <laughs> I think it's great. <laughs> it is like the, I mean, that's one of the last ones you get to. It's like hard mode of the game. Oh, for it, sure. it is like when I think of that compared to, I think I just like Bobomb battlefield. Cause I just probably spent the most time as a kid running around there listen to that music i i feel like it's it's hard picking my favorite and i i do also tend to steer towards bomb on battlefield (laughs) i I think the the booze mansion might be like a close second i like the it's i i like all the you know you have the mansion and you go like into all the various rooms and there's you know stars hidden throughout it it's got a piano that comes to life and tries to eat you it's got a creepy merry-go-round down in the basement yeah (laughs) right it's yeah i I booted up resident evil (laughs) mckenna was there one that stuck out to you um i i agree on the booze mansion one i think i i I did most of the the stars in that particular level i uh really like horror stuff i don't play a lot of just like straight horror games but i really like when i when just like a normal game (laughs) has horror aspects to it um what else i didn't i feel like i didn't play any of it but the the like rainbow one i thought rainbow ride that was so hard yeah it looked hard but it's just long (laughs) it's the final it's the final world so it's like really hard (laughs) i just like colors so (laughs) well of course that gets a that gets a smash level in melee a classic one one of my favorites well peach castle too I, I do have to give uh, a special notice to Jolly Roger Bay for just oh. being <laughs> very aesthetically pleasing to me. Oh, well, I mean, Can't let's talk about yeah. How about that music of that one? Oh, oh the boy. water, just all the water music in this game is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, like, Dire Dire Docks to this day, I think is a lot of people's favorite Mario song. I often find myself needing, when needing to wind down, putting on some Dire Dire Docks and just, <laughs> yeah, and just letting it flow yeah. into me. You know, I want to shout out a song then, too. Uh, the underground theme, like like in the Hazy Maze Cave, because okay, yeah. it is like it speaks to that that specific like f- new vibe the game gives off is that it's that classic underground theme, but it's kind of like it's got it feels like oh, what's the right word? I don't know, like industrial, not industrial, it, but I mean, that's not entirely wrong. There's yeah, it it just has like a sort of futuristic feeling to it, and like there's mm-hmm. also like a spookiness to it. It you can know? almost be a James, uh, like a James Bond song. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember like that playing when you like first go down and find basically the Loch Ness monster. Yeah. That that was just like something that really uh, stuck with me as a kid, as did like going in to a level and being like okay here's the next level where i'm fighting bowser and instead it's like you gotta board his submarine and there's this giant sub you find in a hidden cave like there's so many like just moments like that that kind of shocked me and stuck out to me as a kid you know just like looking back at it, it it is kind of incredible how big this game is yeah there's honestly so much in it like I just keep remembering. There's like the wet dry world. Totally forgot that one existed. Wet dry, a little big. Like <laughs> tiny huge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they they so... like those. And there's just tall, oh, yeah. Tall. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's no, the just, <laughs> just tall a... mountain. It's very tall. <laughs> well, there's That's a couple tall. mountain levels. Uh yeah. <laughs> which makes sense, yeah, I guess. Doing, so. a, doing a lot of mountain climbing in this game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, it's just, yeah, it is just so cool to see how much they they put in they they put so much heart into this game because they they mm-hmm. knew it had to be perfect <laughs> and it's not it's really not <laughs> but I think it's charming in every way it could be you know yeah they were able to get a lot in in this game um, and you know they there there's a lot more they wanted to get in um, did. Did you hear uh, there there in an interview, uh, Miyamoto had discussed how they made like these early playable prototypes where both Mario, where both Mario and Luigi were like playable. L is yeah. real. L yeah. is real. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to talk about it because I am kind of sore. There's no Luigi. <laughs> I know you're the huge Louis, you're a huge Luigi fan, so it's it's a little. There's, I imagine it's a little sad that Luigi. It uh, is sad. It, I mean, the game is hey, so good that it's hard to hate. But like that is a you, sore spot. You can play Luigi in Super Mario 64 3D. Yeah, I know, but DS. They, they got to release that. DS. They got to yes. release that <laughs> on Switch. Um, I'd play it though. I, it, yeah. Okay. Let's <sighs> begin. Yeah, there is there's a lot you can do like we beat we kind of beat it, I think, with the minimum amount of stars. But uh, like mm-hmm. there's still like so much like it, Odyssey has that, too, where like even after you do complete mm-hmm. this world, there's just so much kind of you can kind of go back and, you know, challenge yourself more if you want, you know, because it's fun. 
Yeah. Like it's just yeah. it's just enjoyable. <laughs> it's a like, good time. Yeah, like the actual like story of the game and whatever is really just meant to facilitate getting to all these levels and mm-hmm. wanting you to play more essentially, you know, you and beat I it. mean you get to get a slice of cake. You do get you do get your cake. Yes. That's true. I love that. And Peach's voice acting I think is really cute too. I do love the little note at the beginning, especially. It's so cute. <laughs> she gives Mario a little kiss at the end. Oh. I don't know. There's like they obviously like you said, they they went incredibly simple on the story. And it's kind of a story that they've always sort of joked about since then. You know, hi, I made a cake. Come get it. You know, and now it's always just like, okay, whatever. The Um, Mar, yeah, Mario story. It's never that. It didn't need that big of a story. You know, it it worked so well without this giant story. I mean, you look at future Mario games. um, What like the next big 3D Mario game is Mario Sunshine, and. Even that then, I don't think is, it's like, you know. It's it's hardly a story. Yeah. There's this random court scene, and then <laughs> go clean up the island, and then it's just the game, you know? <laughs> the Mario stories, more, they're a vibe. 100%. <laughs> oh, well, um, I don't know. I don't know what more to say. Like, what else there is to say? Obviously, like, we just kind of fawned over it, um, but it it was like, yeah, it was such a big thing for gaming and obviously for all of us there are a lot of little details you could talk about for hours probably yeah well okay give us one give us a tidbit (laughs) let me let me say this isn't a tidbit but if you were like mckenna used to be and you've never played this (laughs) try getting nintendo switch online expansion pack hop on a family plan with some buddies y'all split the price super affordable and you know what you play this game and let me tell you something it is wonderful you're gonna have a good time if you've ever played any of the new mario games it'll feel good people people think it's bad because it's old and i think that is the worst mindset to have for video games because so many people do they think oh i don't Mm want to play this game because it's old and i'm like okay um give it a try you might really enjoy it and so to anybody who hasn't played Super Mario 64 for whatever reason, obviously there's people like that out there. Like I'm kind of used to be. Give it a shot. <laughs> Give it a shot. If, Just play it. If you like taking games and and finding ways to break them and glitch them uh, <laughs> okay. intensely, uh, there's there's a ton of ways uh, this that, that this is a very good one for it. Mm-hmm. If you want to <clears throat> jump. Double jump, triple jump, backflip jump, or long jump. jump. Oh my god, this is this. I'm is... interested. You're blowing my mind. Yeah. I mean, no way. There's all those jumps. This is for jumpers. He can even break dance. That's, that's you can. <laughs> Woo! You can fly sometimes, or or glide, I guess. Yeah. You lose your hat. You can yeah. be metal. A little monkey can steal your hat. You can be. You can be metal and invis- invisible. Invisible, yeah, at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you have to be. <laughs> it's a cool game. <laughs> So it was great 
talking about Mario and Pilot Wings with you guys. We just got done talking about it literally now, and this is part of the normal conversation that we've been having. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, as I said, we're going through this chronologically. So um, we actually have another set of games we're going to be in i think it's november 4th i'll i'll have the details up next time when i think about this but november 4th 1996 is the next release date and it covers both the games mortal kombat trilogy and wave race 64 which i'm also really excited to talk about yeah you guys better test your might so nico nico did our theme song thank you so much nico for doing of the course theme of the of show course, of course um Nico, what else would you like to plug? Oh, um, well, I I stream on Twitch. NicoTendo64 is my handle. Um, as well as I do some music stuff on YouTube. Same name, NicoTendo64. Uh, check me out. I, I like to just have fun. I just do it for fun. <laughs> uh, Michael, where wh- what can people see you doing? Uh, well, you know, I, I also stream on Twitch at the Golly Rogers and I, I tend to appear in, uh, other podcasts here and there. Uh, one, uh, I'd like to plug specifically is the Tales from the Traveling Tower. What's, what is, tell us what Tales from the Traveling Tower is. It is an anthological, uh, D&D podcast, uh, hosted by, uh, Maddie Matt Art on Twitter hell yeah well both yeah both uh both these guys have fun (laughs) things going on on twitch um we watched a video where michael you ranked dinosaurs (laughs) with (laughs) i i saw i one of my chatters uh really liked dinosaurs on on that day i was streaming and they they wanted me to rank dinosaurs so i i decided you (laughs) know i'd I'd do it and Nico's got a lot of great stuff going on. Shiny hunting, uh, a lot of, lot of, lot of shiny hunting in uh, Pokemon Violet right now. Um, and pretty soon I'll be playing a whole lot of Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, 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 that's gonna be. I'm gonna let's be in go. that same boat. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone's gonna be playing it. I mean, let's be real. <laughs> um. Oh, you know what? I didn't even think about plugging ourselves. Uh, McKenna, where can people find you? <laughs> Um, I have a Twitch. Uh, I don't really. Sh- I stream like once in a blue moon uh, at McLiz. I mostly do stuff on YouTube. Uh, I play a lot of indie games, especially cozy vibe indie games at Harvest Gamer McLiz. And then I tweet a lot about games on Twitter at McKenna Games. All right. Well, everyone, I think, you know, at, at first, everyone listening is probably going to already know this, but everyone can go find uh, what, me and Nico over on the Zelda Dungeon YouTube. We'll be talking about Tears of the Kingdom. Tier Force he We'll be ranking things on tiers. <laughs> um, Wait a second. <laughs> you can find me ranking every Zelda Dungeon uh, on YouTube at Gooey Fame over on YouTube. Um, but for us, for the podcast... As I said, music was done by Nico. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of our artwork and our like icons and stuff were designed by our pal uh, from Zelda Dungeon, Corey Richmond, uh, who did a wonderful job. 
Uh, obviously, everyone, please uh, like, subscribe, comment, all that if you're listening on YouTube. Uh, you can find us on, it should be on every podcast platform. Leave uh, so a review. Leave a review, rate it or whatever. Uh, we're, I want to be the number one Nintendo 64 podcast. I don't know if there are others, <laughs> um, but we're going to kill them. Um, yeah. <laughs> we're on Twitter at Flashback64Pod. Uh, if you want to email us, you can email us at <laughs> Flashback64Pod at gmail.com. People don't email anymore, but if you email us, we'll we'll read it. We'll talk about it. Maybe we'll not spared. on the show, but we'll look. Be spared. Um, and join. We we got a little Discord right now. It's just for uh just for our select group of people. Um, but you can come join it. Uh, it's in the. I don't know. Can you? I don't know if you can do a permanent Discord link or URL. You thing. can. You can. You, you can. Oh. Okay, well, we'll figure that out. For now, it'll be in the... We'll just put it in the description. Go click cool. it. But we'll, you know, we'll figure it out later. Um, and, yeah, speaking of, we'll probably have... We have other guests to come, and we'll probably be talking to Nico and Michael again, too. So, uh, well, thanks. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank yeah, you for joining. coming. Yeah, I like... This is good. This is fun. Thank you. I'm glad it's already <laughs> reviewing well. <laughs> so much for to listening to our podcast all right cool <laughs> thanks <laughs> nice <laughs>